You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to a new season of Cozy Womb Podcast. This is season five of Cozy Womb. My name is Shan, mom of the girls. This is a podcast where we talk about surviving parenting, uh, the realness about preggo-ness, and giving really good tips on being our best parent and evolving every day. So if that's what you're looking for, you're at the right place. Hey guys, welcome to Cozy Moon Podcast. This is season five, episode 14. Let me write that down while I'm saying this. <laughs> um, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are feeling good. Um, doing everything you can to be healthy. Uh, this episode is, um, I feel like something every every one of us can get something from, gain something from, think about something later. And uh, it's called Side Effects of Single Parenting. And the point in this episode is to explore the fact that I am a product of a two-parent home and a single-parent living. And I want to discuss what did that do to me as a child and how did that shape me um, as I came into adulthood. I also want to discuss, did that have an impact on me being okay with being a single mom today? Um, I don't think that people really uh, dig deep enough to understand the why behind what type of family they vision envision for themselves. I don't think people really have the discussions they need to before they um, really think about becoming parents. A lot of people are really just throwing themselves in it because they feel like they're at a quote-unquote age in society where they need to have kids. And they're at a point in their life where everybody else has kids. I don't have kids, so there must be something wrong with me. Or um, they get really 
in their heads about there there won't be a chance for them to have that special bond or great relationship for them to create a child in the right time before they can't have children so they rush into these relationships and they bring up this agenda of okay we need to work on kids we need to schedule making kids we need to have this amount of money to have kids we need to have this house this job these people in our lives to have kids oh um my friend said did do this my boy said do this you know we have to be married before kids all that stuff we um put in our minds behind the whole idea of having kids and hopefully from this episode me speaking um honestly on uh what life was like for me being in a two parent home versus life being primarily in a single parent home and how that um shaped my thinking going forward and what do I think about parenting now for me personally um and then you can I don't know think about what parenting would be like for you what kind of parent do you want to be what kind of family structure do you want to have what type of um person do you want to have a child with I don't think a lot of people really think about that or think that through um before they have kids and then you have like 18 plus years of Ness with someone you really cannot tolerate. Um, but uh, let's just get into this episode. All right. So the side effects of being um, of single parenting and being a product of a single parent um, and being products of having both parent and household. Either way, if you have both parents in the household or you're being raised by a single parent, um, it's a gamble. It's a gamble on if that relationship will work, if that relationship is um, healthy, if that relationship will um, produce well-centered children, um, well-behaved children, well-balanced children it's really a big gamble and not enough people really talk about the cons of what comes with having both parents in the household and having that plan and thinking you're doing everything right and for some reason your child comes out quote-unquote bad or for some reason that relationship does not work and it's your fault and uh, either way being raised by both parents is a lot of work. It's a lot of effort that goes into it. It's a lot of teamwork. Being um, raised by a single parent, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of cons, and a lot of pros. You just have to know how to balance it all. So um, I want to talk about what it was like being raised by both parents. So I was born in 87 and I was born in uh, West Philadelphia and my mother lived with me, my father and my, um, my, my brother, that's the young, my, my youngest brother lived with us. 
uh, not biologically by my dad, but from a previous relationship my mom had. And all of my brothers, I have five brothers. Um, four of them, we do not share the same father. And then one of them we do. Uh, but he was from a previous marriage my dad had. So my parents were married um, and they got divorced when I was eight. But until I was about six and a half, seven, I lived with both of my parents, went to school in Philly. Um, my mom was at home, stay at home mom, but she worked. She was a seamstress. Um, she did upholstery. She did wedding dresses. Uh, she created hats for the church ladies in Philly and, um, she babysat. So she was an entrepreneur by spirit. Um, and she did all of that from the house. And I, I've never, uh, remembered a day where my mom did not cook three meals a day where she didn't help us with our homework. She stayed up late and did projects with us. Uh, we took the trolley, the train, or we walked, or we took a bus to go to the hospital, to doctor's appointments. I don't ever remember my dad taking my brother or me to a doctor's appointment. He never came to school for anything. My mom always came. Field trips, my mom came. Um, so even with my mom and my father being in the same household, I knew that as far as like the priorities and the um, assistance of having both parents, I knew it was lopsided. My dad, um, he owned a lot of property, rented out property in Philly. He liked to gamble a lot and he had his own barbershop and he cut hair and that was his thing and he loved women and... He was all about his money. When he traveled, he traveled alone. We would always stay. He, we never went on any vacations together. I don't remember his family coming around. I do not talk to anyone on his side of the family. Still, you know, I could pass them on the street and wouldn't even know it. Um, my father is deceased. My mom is still living. She's 66. She stays in Florida. You know where old people be at. And, um... I don't know. The dynamic of it wasn't very teamworkish, but my mom was doing more of the work and I saw it. My dad always, you know, he paid the bills. He had the car. My mom didn't drive. Um, he, uh, you know, if somebody needed money for this or the house needed fixing, he took care of it. But when it came to like groceries, my mom told me about three years ago that anytime they went to the grocery store together, and my mom always cooked. My dad rarely ever cooked. And if he cooked, he was cooking for himself. Um, when they went to the grocery store together, my mom said he would walk out when they got to the register and she would have to pay for all the groceries and then turn around and cook everything by herself. And to me, that's not that's not good parenting. That's not um, a good teamwork. That's not a good marriage. And... Um, they they would have arguments um, whenever he felt like he wasn't winning the arguments. He would pull his gun out and put it on his desk. He always liked to count his money on Sundays. He was very rude to um, my grandmother, my mom's mom. So they stopped coming. Family stopped coming for Sundays because my dad was very rude and brash and disrespectful. And 
you would think that being raised by both parents, oh, that's a good family. You know, we had a three-story house in Philly, um, a full finished basement with a store in the bottom, but my dad moved the barbershop from being downstairs to um, being close to uh, 52nd Street. And you would think that that's, oh, that's a great household. You know, they have the mom, dad there. They have a cat. They go to a church on Sunday. We went to separate churches. My dad went to a Catholic church. My mom went to a Pentecostal church. He would take us to church. Sometimes I will go to church with her. Sometimes I will go to church with him. They never went to church together. So it was very separate, but everybody knows their position type thing. And even with me being the youngest, I saw these things. I saw, you know, where I would get up in the morning and my mom would already be in the basement. Or I would get up early in the morning and my mom is downstairs sleeping on the couch. And my dad is like upstairs or he already left. Or, you know, it was, I knew t- toxic behavior was going on, but it wasn't like bold in my face. I never saw anybody get slapped. I never saw anything get thrown, but I knew my father didn't have the best um, loving uh, characteristics or um, ways to encourage or be like, oh, you know, I I know for sure that my dad loves my mom. I didn't really see like for sure what that looked like. And when you think of having both parents in the home, you think, oh, that child's going to get a good example of what family is or what togetherness is. And you think that that child is really going to see what it is to be a man. And that child is really going to see what it is to be a woman as a good example. And to see what a team is and not, you know, one-sidedness. And I saw one-sidedness in the marriage with both parents being in the household. And I saw when my mom got sick and my dad was like handicapped in parenting. He didn't know how to do our hair. He didn't know... um how to get us dressed. He didn't know where things were and it was very lopsided. So for me, seeing that, uh, at a young age, my aim was never to be married because I didn't see enough pros in what it was to be in a marriage for my parents. So I was like, "Mm, if that happens to me, that happens to me. If that doesn't happen for me, shrugs. And even now to this day, I'm very shrugs about marriage because how marriage is set up today in 2020 is very businesslike. It's very, um, what are you going to do for me? If you're not going to do the most for me, I'm not getting married to you. What am I going to get? It's not, oh, I really dig you as a person. I really love you. I want to take care of you. You want to do the same thing for me. I really want to encourage you to be your best. I want to encourage you. It's not, I don't get that vibe. And I only know about two people in my 32 years of life right now in a happy marriage. And that's not enough. So until I feel encouraged and I really see more good examples of what it is to be in a happy marriage, I don't, I don't think I want that. 
Um, I'm not saying I won't ever have that, but sometimes it sounds really good to me. And that's on a good day. And sometimes I'm just like, nah, that's not for me. And when it comes to having both parents in the household, it looks stressful. It looks stressful. And I'm talking marriage or not. It looks stressful. It's hard to get on the same accord when um, both parents are not committed to each other and everybody's trying to, each one of them is trying to parent on their own um, rule and regulation list. Uh, it looks difficult. And for me, I would rather be happy parenting my children if their dads and I have to stay in a separate house. Like, if their dad has, like, their own place and their own room over there and their own space and they can bond in their own way, cool. Are y'all happy over there? Y'all doing things the right way? Is healthy? Cool. Come pick her up. Go over there. You know what I'm saying? Um, she could stay over there for the weekend. She could stay over there for the week. I don't mind. As long as it's a healthy, clean environment for them to grow and be in, I'm all for it. But I'm really, I've never stressed the fact that, oh, I have a kid with this person. We have to be together now. We have to live together now. We have to create this um, this team household, this, oh, we are the great parents. We are the great family, quote unquote, um, household. No, because... I'm really big on authentic, genuine vibes and happiness and health and connection spiritually, mentally, um, good encouragement, um, laughter, happiness, joy, uh, peace. I'm really big on that in my house. And if I'm with someone in this constant arguments or it's um, ill will towards each other and it's spitefulness and it's... um, you know, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. I don't want my daughters to see that and think, oh, this is love. Oh, this is what it is to be a mom and a dad. Oh, this is marriage. Oh, this is normal. Because that's not. Growing up and being in a an unhealthy environment, whether you're married, single, parents or not, no one should wake up in the morning and be within something that doesn't make them feel good or be good or be safe, you know? And I feel like every child deserves to grow up in a house and a home and a space where it's healthy, it's comfortable, it's peaceful, and there's a lot of parents or or um caregivers or um guardians in an unhealthy relationship being day-to-day daily examples to children of what it is to be a parent of what it is to take care of a child of what it is to be in a quote-unquote okay or good relationship and i don't want to have any negative, um, unhealthy relationships as examples for my daughters as to what to aim for or what to have or what to keep or what to put up with or what to deal with or what to stay in. So 
I don't know, having both parents in the home could be the opposite also. It could be healthy. It could be um, a good a good uh, experience for your children to to see and feel what love is from a mom and dad. It could be um, good emotional, verbal, and physical examples of what dedication is, commitment is, um, uh, togetherness is. But it could also be a negative space to see those things. It could also be a traumatic experience of your child seeing toxic behavior and what a toxic relationship is before they even know what that means. It could be um, your child seeing emotional abuse for the first time, verbal abuse, physical abuse. It could be a chance for your child to experience what structure is, um, you know, bedtime, doing homework, what the dad does in a household, what the mom does in a household. What is it to be a little girl? What should little girls do? What should boys do? Um, you know, who takes out the garbage? Who cuts the lawn? Who vacuums? Um, who does laundry? How do you do laundry? Um, what's a uh, respectful time to come in a house? How do you greet? How do you leave the table? Like manners, all of that. I remember distinctly living with my mom and dad and we always said grace before we ate at the table, morning, lunch, dinner. And I remember once um, I just lived with my mom in Maryland. She shrugged if you said it or if you didn't say it. So instantly that structure was gone. What I knew was like, oh, I don't have to say it? Okay, I'm not going to say it. And then now, as a parent with my kids, I'm not really religious um, I don't talk to them about God, um, quote unquote. I don't um, take them to church because I don't identify with one religion over the next. Um, I don't explain to them what, quote unquote, Easter is in America. I don't explain to them um, the religious views on Halloween or... Um, the religious views on Christmas. Uh, I don't, I just, growing up in that, and um, my mom went from going to a Pentecostal church, my dad went to a Catholic church, then my mom converted to being the Jehovah Witness until I was in like my 20s. And then now, I don't know the last time she went to the Kingdom Hall. I don't talk to her about religion. Um, with my friends, I'm not really big on religion. I know that there's a creator that exists, a higher being. I understand, you know, you do good in the world and that will come back to you. But I'm not, I don't know if I want to instill prayer to children that do not understand that yet. I don't know if I want to tell them what it is to, quote unquote, be baptized. And if they're not baptized and they're not good in the world or they're not um, going to receive good. I'm just not there yet. And their fathers aren't really big on church. They're not really big on, um, you know, the meaning behind Easter. Make sure they go on an Easter hunt. Make sure they go... um, they have Easter dresses, make sure, you know, 
they celebrate this and don't celebrate that. They're not really big on that. Uh, so for me, that was one of the changes I saw um, being with both parents versus going with one parent and living with them. You also, with both parents, can run the risk of having a spoiled kid because they always have. Because they've never known what it is to be without. Um, that whole life in a bubble factor is a possibility when you have both parents in the household because your child never sees um, an example of what it is to not have or what it is to struggle or what it is to um, need something and not be able to get something and do without what it is to make a different way out of nothing or not have food or not have lights or not have a car to drive in. You have to leave three hours early in order to get somewhere on time where it might take someone like 20 minutes. And being that I saw both sides of that, it it made me a more balanced parent where I know what it is to walk miles in order to get somewhere and um, get there and be tired. And that experience or wherever we were going meant more to me than it did a kid that sat in the car for like 15 minutes and got there. I know what it is to have a Christmas consistently and not have Christmases. I know what it is to um, be able to not have to walk miles with my kid, but knowing what it's like to walk miles to school, walk miles to the doctor, take several buses, come home late, walk in the rain because we didn't have umbrellas, um, having a parent that does not drive, cannot drive, me being a parent that does drive that has their own car is paid for I don't have a car note can pay for insurance can pay for you know their plays can make sure my children have insurance make sure they go to their doctors you know pick them up from daycare go to events to have that I didn't really experience a lot of birthdays Unless that kid's parent wanted to pick me up as a kid because my mom didn't drive. She couldn't really take us everywhere. I didn't have a lot of vacations as a kid unless someone else was taking us because my mom couldn't, you know, do a lot of things that other parents could because they had either another parent helping or they had the means to or the ability to transportation-wise. So I know what it is on both sides, which has helped me... um, be a balanced parent. Now, um, kids that may have both parents, I'm going to go through like some cons and pros with that. Um, kids that have both parents can live, live a plan for life. When you can get, treat your children to a plan for life, uh, you don't have to scrape and you don't have to have a lot of doubt on if you're going to make it you know, from one week to the next, one month to the next, one year to the next. Um, You can prepare for things. They can have more opportunity. Uh, Kids that have both parents could be attention hogs when both parents are around. They don't know what it's like to wait a turn because they're always able at home or their dad lets them do something that their mom tells them no to or vice versa. And um, they have more joy or they experience what joy is. Um, they could be spoiled and too sheltered. Uh, 
They can think that life revolves around them, but so can a single parent child because their mom is always available or their dad is always available or what's theirs is always theirs because they never had to share it. So it's a, it could be a pro and a con. It can always be a gamble. Um, mentally and spiritually, you can have the opportunity to have mentally fit kids or you cannot. You never know why a lot of wealthy or quote-unquote well-off kids are on drugs or very depressed or, um, you know, very secretive or antisocial or don't like being around people. And I feel like <clears throat> primarily that issue is because they're, they don't live a balanced life. A balanced lifestyle will um, involve them traveling and being in different cultures and seeing that, you know what, these kids here in this country, they don't have shoes. These kids here in their, this country, they don't go to school because they can't afford to go to school. And then they can think to themselves, you know what, back home, I don't have to think about that. I always have clothes and they're clean and I have running water and I have a toilet that's inside and I get to go to school for free. And my kids, my, my, my mom and dad have money and they can afford this and I have braces and these kids have never, ever been to a dentist. They don't get to see what life is outside of their world. And you have to do that, which kids is expose them to different cultures or you run the risk of having a spoiled um, life revolves around me kid. Okay. I refuse to raise those. So, you know, when I travel, especially before Anya was two, she, she went everywhere with me when I traveled and, you know, she experienced you what life is like being in a household where there's 15 family members in it. And she experienced what it's like to be in a household where it's just her, my mom and me. Or just her and me. And then me and her her sister. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's balanced if her being exposed to different ways of life. Um, taking her to a big city like New York versus her living here in Georgia. Her um, experience, what life is like in Florida. What palm trees look like. What does this fruit look like? You know, exposing her to different things. Giving her knowledge um, showing her things, reading to her, us talking about different animals and insects, all of that. If you don't expose your kids to things, they're going to live an unbalanced mental life structure, and you don't want that. Another thing that may come from both parents being in the household, your kids uh, could be depressed. They can be too trusting of people, thinking everything's good everybody's good because they've never experienced any negativity or any bad in their life. Um, they could be possibly only book smart and not street smart and not um, logically intelligent, aware of their surroundings. They can be cover-up prepped. When I talk about um, a kid being cover-up prepped is when kids seem good on paper good academically, good as far as like sports go, um, drama club, you know, they play an instrument, they get straight A's, they um, quote unquote always do the right thing. And then parents assume 
that they're always going to do the right thing. And that may be the kid that's, you know, selling drugs at school. They may be the kid that um, cutting their arm under their uniform. That may be the kid that's um, into, like, online porn. You just never know. So you always need to be in your kid's business. You always need to be informed of what's, what's the thing with that generation that your child is growing up in. All right, so let's get to the single parenting side. Um, single parents, oh, we either do a lot or we don't do enough. Um, there's no in-between when you're a single parent. You either do a lot or you don't do enough. Single parents could be moms or dads. There are some moms on this earth that do not want to be a mom, that do not know how to be a mother, that suck at being a mother. There are fathers on this earth that never wanted to be a, a father, don't know what it's like to have a good father, don't know what it's like to be a good father, and have no interest in being a good father. Okay? That's just it. And then we have some parents that love being a parent and always strive to be their best parent. And I'm in that category. Um, so being that my mom decided to leave my dad when I was about seven and a half, eight years old, and we lived in Baltimore for a little bit with family, um, quote unquote, relative. And then um, my mom got sick. She had her second stroke at that time. And she was sick for a while. My youngest brother and I was in foster care for a couple of months. Um, once she got better and she got out, we got went to a woman's shelter. We lived in a woman's shelter for a while in Baltimore. Then um, she got on Section 8. And then she got her first apartment in Maryland. We stayed in PG County. Then after that, she um, worked from home babysitting. And a friend of hers convinced her to move to Florida. And we moved to Florida. And that was like her kind of settled place, her place of peace, her start over. And um, she got a house. Well, we got apartments first. We got an apartment first. Then she got a house. And um, we stayed in Melbourne. I hated it because every day was the same. The weather was the same. It was always hot. Usually the heat would wake you up. But um, watching my mom transition from being in the household with my dad and being married to being single and uh, single parenting, it did two things for me. It showed me that a woman is able to do all things. And it also showed me that being a single parent is not bad. And if I wanted to grow up and be a single parent, I could. It's not anything to feel ashamed about. Um, you don't have to... <clears throat> you don't have to worry about the next parent's do's and don'ts. You don't have to speak to them. You don't have to contact them. You don't have to parent with them. You can parent without them. And that's a good and a bad thing. Because the only person that loses 
in the transition of being single parents is partially the parents, but mostly the kid. So I lost a lot of time with my father. Um, I didn't see my father until I was about 13. And the whole time you were living in Maryland, my dad was, he he discovered my mom's address. He um, was sending her a lot of hate mail. He was sending her letters about how, um, you know, very, very like, hate hateful letters how he can you know hire somebody to kill her how um you know she's nobody and just really talking down to her my mom was very depressed but she liked to hide it um she didn't know who to trust she was just living in her bubble and as long as she had us she was she felt like she was okay and um I watched her push through that some days were good some days were not um her being depressed and being stressed made her sick. So, um, you know, my youngest brother and I, we had trips in the ambulance with her, you know, being sick and just dealing with that. And um, knowing, like, I didn't have a dad that I could call up and have good discussions with. It was very, like, it was the beginning of a distance. And even now for me, as a single parent, and I say single parent because one of my kids' fathers, um, we, since what, October of last year, just got to the point where we can speak to each other and it's not hostility. And a lot of that was because he's, immature and he doesn't he doesn't really grasp the concept of what it is to be a good parent yet um he's better than he was for the last five years but he's not grasping the importance of consistency and emotionally being there physically being there mentally being there financially being there so he's like i don't i haven't even checked it's probably like 19 plus K behind child support, never paid it. You know, every once in a while, he might call and ask Anya what she needs or, you know, grab her a few stuff. But it's not nothing consistent. It's not nothing I could depend on. So everything's really on me most of the time. But, you know, a kid deserves your tries to to allow them to have some type of relationship with the other parents. So that's what my aim is. With Aria, her dad and I, we have we don't have any sort of communication legally until after August. And um he pays child support by law um weekly and uh they don't have a relationship currently. Um, he can't see her. I don't talk to him. He doesn't talk to me. Um, I don't talk to anybody in his family because it's court ordered for me not to. Um, but after August, I have to do whatever I need to do for them to rekindle that time that they've missed um, and that relationship because I know Aria misses her dad. I know Aria needs to 
see her dad bond with her dad, have a relationship with her dad because it's going to make her a better girl, woman, person. Same thing with Anya. It's going to make her a better girl, woman, person. And girls need both parents. Boys need both parents. Whether they live with them or not, they need some sort of relationship with them. And it is not up to any parent to talk bad or talk down to the next parent in front of that child. Let children figure out who their parents are individually. Do not help create an idea. Do not perpetuate an idea. Do not create a a character of who they are and put this idea in your child's head of if they should hate them or like them. Don't do it. So, um... With that being said, I have no goals to be in a relationship with their fathers. I just want them to have a great relationship with my kid. That's it. Um, single parents uh, struggle. They have hardships. Uh, as a kid, you deal with some sort of neglect <clears throat> in a sense because single parents have to work harder. They have to um, miss out on a lot because they have to basically hold the flame for both parents, even if one parent is not there. A kid may feel some emptiness because they know they deserve both parents, but they only have one. A kid may be more needy um, having a single parent. Um, Was I needy? I don't feel like I was needy. I feel like I was more resistant to males and men because I didn't have my father around. So I I built like this shield of, oh, men are temporary. Men um, are moments. Don't ever think of a man to consistently be consistent or be around. Just know one day they're just not going to be there. Um, so... So what that did for me is um, mentally create this this notion that I shouldn't want too much out of a man in a relationship. Um, I shouldn't get my hopes up. Um, I shouldn't invest my everything into a relationship with a man because I always have to prepare for the disappointment, even to this day. Um I don't believe in forevers. Um, I'm not big on people, men saying sweet things to me or people being nice to me. I don't like it because it creates this fog, this illusion that they're going to always do and say what they said they were going to do. And that's not true. So it doesn't help me prepare myself for the disappointment. So I'm very resistant to men that are too nice to me. Um, I like realness. I like men who are straightforward, blunt. I like men who tell you what it is, whether you like it or not. So that's more so what I gravitate to, which is a pro and a con, but we're not going to talk about that. But um Single parents really redefine to a child what strength is. Um, It forces a child to redefine what family is. Uh, The comfort and love 
or what it looks like is craved more. And it's also redefined in a sense because as a single parent, you have to, your instincts has to be like on 200%, not 100%, 200%. Cause you have to sense like when your child is watching something where there's a dad on there and a kid, do they watch it in a way where they, you you could tell like they they wish like their dad was around or you could tell where they wish they felt that way or they experienced this thing that they're seeing. Or when you see um, a dad pick up a kid or hug a kid and you can see in their eyes that they crave that, but there's nothing you could do because you can't be a dad. You're a mom or you can't be a mom. You're a dad. So um, it's kind of like you have to talk. You have to talk to your kids during those moments. You can't leave it silent. You can't leave it unspoken. You can't leave the elephant in the room. You got to talk about that elephant. You know what I'm saying? And that's what helps um, your kid be more healthy through the uh, pros and cons of being a single parent. Um, Single parents are more resourceful because they have to make a way whether or not they have help or they do have help. Um, sometimes single parents put have too much discipline or they lack discipline. I like to think that I'm in the middle. I will have fun with my kids. I will um, do fun things. I'm very silly. But when I'm done and I want to be serious, let's go. Okay. I believe in discipline because I know what it's like to grow up in a house where there was multiple kids and there was a quote-unquote parent in the household, my mom, but she didn't discipline anybody. She never beat us. She never grounded us. Um, My mom was 4'11". Everybody's taller than her. Um, Anything she said was just talk and people just, my brothers just did what they wanted. And I always felt like, Ugh, why can't she be more, you know, stern? Why can't she stand up for herself? And I, since I was, I want to say, 10 or 11, I started resenting my mom because, to me, she wasn't stern enough or more disciplined or more, I'm the boss. She was just more, hmm. I said it. It's not working. Okay. And as a child, as a um, preteen, as a teenager, I needed a parent that I felt like could protect me. I needed a parent that I felt like um, would encourage me when I'm doubting myself. I needed a parent that... um, knew I wasn't really trying hard enough to tell me, no, do it, you know, do it again, try it again. And I never had that. And I feel like even now at 32, being a mom of two, I feel like if I had that, I would push myself more. I would strive more. I would um, I would have did more things, be involved with more things in school, Um really try to do my best in math, um, really try to understand 
what the hell it was in chemistry the first time. So, um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling my mom that, you know, you're not a good mom. I'm not saying that my mom is great. My mom was affectionate. It's just, I needed more of the structure. I needed more of the discipline. I needed more of the push. And my mom, she's she's too soft-spoken and too lenient to give me that. That's just her personality. And so I had to become my own protector as a young girl, as a teen, as a young woman. I had to create my structure. And till today, that is a big chunk of the difference between my mother and me. Um, A lot of the argument is, oh, you're just like your dad. And she always says that when I'm very like, no, this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing that. When I stand up for myself, when I let my nose me know, when I correct my um, kids, when I discipline my kids, she always says, oh, you're mean or um, that's not nice or you need to be more this. And I'm just like... Do you under, do you not understand that you created this side of me? You helped water this side of me because you were too lenient. So now I have kids and I'm I'm always constantly trying to balance being both, being loving, being caring, being compassionate, being disciplined, being structured, um being that I said no parent, you know what I'm saying? And um, with girls, you have to have that. And I have girly girls. I don't have tomboy girls, which I wish I had. I have girly girls. So I know it's going to be more structure over here than fun over here. Um, when it comes to kids from a single parent, whew, you're going to have kids that are probably more okay with quote-unquote sad times or... um not being invited or not having what everybody has. Um, Kids from single parents may have low expectations when it comes to possibilities or opportunities that may happen. Um, They're more adaptive where if a change happens, it doesn't throw them completely off and they don't have a temper tantrum. They adjust quicker, which is what I like. Um, You can have hurt kids or you can have kids that don't wear their heart on their sleeve. Their their feelings can't be hurt, you know, easily. They they can really, you know, understand, you know, how do I bounce back from this situation? Um it's it's like this this crazy concept that if your child is raised by a single parent, they're gonna be quote unquote bad academically. I <laughs> was consistently on honor roll. Um, in high school, I was always in the who's who among um, American high school students for honor roll. Um, I was always great in art. All of my mom's children are great in art. Um, and I get that from my mom. We all get that from my mom. And... Um, Let me pause this because I don't want this to cut off. I'll be right back. All right, we back. Part two. So, yeah. So, all of us, we have 
an artistic skill. Um, I'm the only one that really went to school to focus on one aspect of art. So I have a um, bachelor's degree in fine arts and my major was fashion design and marketing. Um, I love, I love clothes, but I've always hated sewing, but I love designing clothes. I love designing shoes. I love, um, cutting up fabrics and, you know, putting it a different way, tying it a different way. I love distressing jeans. I love, um, creating, um, a look. I love, uh, functionality of, uh, Garments. I love Japanese designers because they always create with function first, look and comfort second. I like that. I like different visions. I love architecture. I love um, colors and color chemistry. I love all of that. So that has always been my thing. Um, kids from single parent households are also a gamble just like kids from a a household that has both parents as a gamble. You have to have balance with your kids. So when it comes to single parenting and having kids um, come out of single parenting, please find some mentors for your kids. Please place people in their life that push them, that guide them, that allow them to have experiences that you probably can't afford or allow them to have experiences or um, travel and experience different environments, different um, countries, states. Uh, please pour into their talent. My mother has always poured into the fact that I was creative, the fact that I like drawing, the fact that I wanted to go to college. She always, you know, was always open to have that discussion and that, um, that, uh, okay, let's, let's go look, let's go check this out about it. She was never like, no, you need to do this. Um, and I love that and I love her for that. And, um, with kids from single parents, you might find that they have trust issues. Either they're going to be very trusting to who's nice to them um especially when it comes to that parent um that they were missing so maybe you might have girls that are more trusting of boys or men because they miss having that father consistency or you might have boys that are more resistant to men always pick fights or um talk back to men or don't take men trying to be that fatherly role that guide in their life well, unless they're in sports. Um, you could have a kid that's more street smart and book smart. Um, again, back to being able to adapt to situations and um, find their way. So my thing is like the side effects of single parenting, there are pros and cons to it. But what's going to help you, whether you're um, two parents in a home in a healthy way or a single parent, is the fact that you create balance. Create a bridge, if you're a single parent, to that parent that's missing. Allow your child to have that relationship. If that child comes to you, 
and says, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be around this person. This person makes me feel like this. That it is up to you as a parent, that child, and that other parent to sit down and hear this verbatim from this child. And if you can't do that, please... um. Google any resources for any family counseling to see what it is that you need to do next step wise. But um, not everybody is ready to be a parent. Not everybody is good at parenting. Um, It's always a learning. It's consistent learning. Um, It's consistently being able to adapt to the changes. Um, And when it comes to both parents, do not just think just because both of you are forcing this relationship to work or this marriage that you're going to have great kids that don't get in trouble, that don't need any help, that are not um, suffering mentally, physically, emotionally, or financially because both of you are there. You have to be a consistent team, always working together, always um, embracing each other, always being loving. Um, talking through your issues and coming to a solution and being good examples in this place um, as to what family is, a bond, a team is to that child or those children. Um, primarily living my mom did sh- did make me feel like if I had to be a single parent, I'm going to be a single parent. It's not It's not bad because I saw my mom do it. Um, that has been a pro and a con in my life because I'm always putting more on my back than I need to. I'm always um, okay with the struggle, even though I'm not okay with the struggle. I'm always um, willing to push my limits. I'm always willing to... Um, struggle my way to the finish line in life and um, I'm very stubborn because of that my mom is very stubborn so I know where I get it from Um, but on the other hand I'm very uh, uh, (laughs) disciplined I'm very self-motivated I'm anti-social sometimes I'm social to people I like um, um, a place of joy, peace, um, open-mindedness. I'm all about being better, but being honest about where I am with the scale of being better. And I think as a parent, whether you're married, you're parenting, co-parenting equally, or you're a single parent, Raising great kids is always possible, but please be your best, do your best, work on you as you raise that child. It is possible to do both. Thank you guys for listening to Cozy Womb Podcast. Um, On that note, I'm out of here. Bye. That was a long episode, but I think it was a needed episode for people who are soon to be parents or people who are within parenting to get some reassurance that 
you're not doing a bad job or you're not doing it wrong or you can always work on it or where can you improve if you have any questions or um you would like to leave any comments please contact me on cozy womb podcast on ig cozy womb pod on twitter um if you would like to leave a voicemail you can leave a voicemail on the anchor app if you would like um to just rate and uh leave any comments about the cozy womb podcast you can do that on the apple podcast app peace bye bye sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.